welcome back to another oh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> Are you recording? I'm recording, yeah. Oh, you're recording. Yes. <laughs> Fine. Okay, okay. One, two, three. <laughs> welcome back to another episode of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Goal virtual episode. There's no getting used to this. <laughs> no getting used to it. Wow. Lockdown goal. We are out here. Uh, going no. through a lot yeah. I, I don't know like Misho is looking very presentable supporting black business in a rich Misi and I'm serving I just woke up listen um, the plan is to because I'm on leave uh, mm-hmm. and the plan is to kind of try my best to not be like in pajamas the whole day and like you know, that, that whole thing that I'm used to. <laughs> like, I've been doing that the whole time. And, yeah, I'm, like, trying to take a walk at some point. But, you know, what? things are getting lit now. Very lit. You know, I'm going to go for a jog. Yeah, jogging is now. I want to consider that as well, just to jog around the complex and see how I feel. Um, but just with, with Joburg sort of, or Gauteng kind of being announced as the new epicenter, it's just like, oh. A lot is going on. And when I go, on my, walk, going on. When I go on my walk by the park, like people just aren't wearing masks and they're there with their families and they aren't wearing masks either. It's like, you know, guys, like it's a, you can still, you don't have to smell the air right now. It's okay. You know? Um, but yeah, no, it's, 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 how are you doing? I'm all right. Like there's the ups and the downs, obviously, but I'm, I'm feeling optimistic today i think it's because the sun is out and i'm sitting outside of the bedroom like i've been spending way too much time in my room and it's starting to fuck with me um and also just like the theme for this month for the podcast is um winter woes because we know a lot of people suffer from sad and um things just get way worse during the winter months and like it depends on what season affects you the most. And it so happens for me that this is like when things are really tough. Um, so I'm just going through it right now, but at least I'm aware. So I'm grateful yeah. for that, um, for the awareness and for the ability to do something about it. But yeah, that's, that's me. Um, today's episode is, 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 is based on, on that and we're, just going to discuss how we realized we were depressed and how we um yeah just 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 i think not enough conversations are had about the realization itself and the journey to that realization because it's a very tough um thing to 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 get to and it's it's yeah. it's very difficult to identify when you're actually slipping into um, an episode itself. So yeah, that's how I feel, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Dope, dope. No, I, I, I think it's a, it's a great topic because I also, I too, uh, you know, experience <laughs> like. Um, I think this this year is a bit different because this whole year has been a woe. Um, there are people talking out there. I can't um, hear them. But but yeah. okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it feels like this was different because I've been within woes the whole year. Mm. Um, and so it 
it doesn't i'm not necessarily feeling that sort of dip when it gets colder and colder um and so yeah like it's 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 definitely i mean i feel different at the moment usually around this time i'm like going through it um but you know it's it's my but i'm we'll get to that later um <laughs> so let's let's start let's start when when did you discover i don't know like i think looking back i'm like damn even in high school i was fucking depressed like i i i i like no that wasn't normal like i look back and i'm like yeah. and not normal in the sense that i'm othering depression i'm saying it wasn't normal in the sense that it wasn't just teenage angst it wasn't just teenage growing pains it like there was something above me that i should have gotten help for um and i didn't have the language to articulate it and i think the adults around me wow my dog is busy chasing a fly okay i think the adults the adults around me um didn't 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 do anything about it but it's also because they too were and are actually like depressed and they just didn't have the tools to 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 do anything so it was yeah. it was even i th- but the first time that i actually um was diagnosed was because of grief like after my mom died um which is weird because my entire varsity experience I was extremely depressed as well i remember like in first year i'd just be so depressed especially in the winter months like i would i would yeah, get on a I, i would get on a jam like it's wet it's dark yeah. you're you you're alone in a new place like yeah you've got flatmates or like resmates and you guys laugh about silly shit every now and then but you just you're so alone for the first time ever in your life and i used to wake up early in the morning to go to campus shower moisturize very important get dressed and take a jammy um from myres and from myres the jammy would go to lower campus and then from lower campus it would go to upper campus but i would get to lower campus and i would get off the jammy and like walk to the other side to catch a jammy to go back to res get in bed and just <laughs> chill in bed and tweet shit like the whole time and it was just like so weird to to finally be in therapy and and reflect on those moments and actually realize that shit i was actually dealing with something that i could have gotten help for um i didn't have to be so alone in all of these realizations and i didn't have to be alone in everything that i was feeling but yeah for the first time that i got diagnosed was um after my mom died and i, and I went to therapy because i was like i'm not going to be able to deal with this at all like i it just it rocked me on another level and i was going to be doing my final year so then i was like okay no i i i need to go to therapy i need to just speak to someone about this because yeah. this is something else like i knew it was going to happen but i don't know man it just like you know when something's going to happen and then it happens and you still hurt it was it it was yeah, that kind of thing so that that's the first time that i got diagnosed and that's when i fully became aware of like oh shit this is what depression is and this is how this is what it does to you 
Um, I went on meds uh, for anxiety um, very briefly because for me, it wasn't like she didn't say that it's like, okay, there's a chemical imbalance, blah, 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 blah. It was basically like, okay, this right here right now is grief induced and like it's, it's gonna come and go. It's, it's gonna be with you for the longest time. It might just only be with you for like the six months and you might heal in a certain way or whatever, it, you know? So it was, it was just, it was nice to know that like the, the, the sadness that I would experience was because of this or that. Even because sometimes yeah. depression doesn't show up as sadness. And that's what like I would experience a lot of times. Sometimes yeah. I just feel like very stagnant, very unproductive just putting things off, not doing them and just like beating myself up about it and being like, why haven't I done this? Like why? Counterproductive like cycle. Yes. Yes. Because you're depressed, but you're also beating yourself up because you're depressed because you're like, you know, how do you get out of that? Just getting out of that is also just a battle in and of itself. Um, But yeah, for me, for me, um, so what, what you said about there sort of being an air of familiarity, well, rather let me say, there was a, before I, I get to the when, there was sort of an air of familiarity when I realized that, oh, I am depressed, or when I was told that I was depressed, because it was like, this is something I've known essentially yes. my whole life. Yes, and like this feeling has been something I've carried with me for so long that I just thought this is who I am like I don't know how to explain yeah. it yes exactly it was like oh so it, it actually yeah I'll get to that but um so I discovered well I figured there was something wrong in 2013 I was doing my second year and I had just started on uh birth control pills as well Ooh, as that's another uh, and as well as uh, as well. Um, so that, that was just a bad combination. Even though, like, my doctor did his best, my, my my dermatologist, he really did his best. The the skin treatment, he made sure that it was like I was taking three a week. Usually, people take every day, um, but I was taking three a week, and it was a small dosage, you know, over quite a long period of time, because um, he knew sort of the effect. But I then realized, yeah, 2013. If, yeah, 2013 was not a good year because literally during that time when I had started birth control and, and the skin treatment, I was essentially doing nothing. Like I went from 2012, you know, first day I was doing the most. I was out and about, you know, on purpose. I was like, you know, you I'm get, going to party at the store. You get used to um, nothingness. You get so used to just doing nothing, just waking up and... Exactly. Um, and, and so when I started that treatment, I then realized, you know, I, I wasn't going anywhere. Like I wasn't doing, I wasn't even going to class. Like I didn't want to go to class. Mm. People barely told me. I was always in my room, um, on the internet, you know, on Tumblr or Twitter or, or YouTube, uh, you know, and, and, um, I mean, that went on for almost like half the year. Um, and 2013, well, it was 2013 the year I failed essentially everything, it was 2014, it was just another, that was an, I didn't fail everything, but like I failed most of my subjects. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's when 
I myself had realized it. Like I had realized it for myself. I was like, you know, man, you know, I was reading up on it and I was like, this, this feels very familiar. Obviously it was, it was induced sort of switched up a notch by the, the, the hormone treatment and, and, and whatnot. Um, and then it was in, in 2015, I, I, I had an accident and so, so before that, actually, from 2013 onwards was when I actually had full-on developed anxiety. Um, mm. only, it was only diagnosed in 2015, um, but I was, I was dealing with anxiety, essentially sort of undiagnosed, and I, I didn't know what the hell to do with it, essentially from like 2013 to about, you know, um, mid mid to towards the last quarter or the third quarter of of 20, 2015 and yeah like I, I was diagnosed in 2015 I was I had just I, I had an accident and I had like huge anxiety like I, I didn't want to go anywhere whenever I was in a taxi or a car or an uber I was just like going through the most and so I went to uh, the the campus psychologist and yeah, they were just like, mm, this, is, this looks sort of like PTSD, some depression in there, you know, some anxiety all up in there. Um, and then, yeah, like I think just a series of events just kind of happened in 2015. 2015 also came with Fees Must Fall, so that was just, you know. And then... <laughs> that didn't Fees help at all, like. Listen, things must fall just kind of, you know, and also just sort of the uncertainty around my academic career and just my career as a whole. Um, and then moving to Pretoria in 2016, then it, I feel like it just got worse because I, was, I wasn't going to, I wasn't required to go to class all the time. I mean, we only had eight classes a semester. Um, so I would just be in my apartment essentially like all the time because um, my friends would be going to class every day. They had, they had daily classes. Um, and so I was in my apartment the whole time. Once again, that just didn't help at all. Um, and it, I, I really got worse. I really, really got worse. Got worse 2016. 2017 was like the peak. Like that was like the peak, peak. So typically with, uh, with all my, well, I mean, in 2015, when I, when I did go for psychology, yeah, when I went to go see the psychologist for the first time, they didn't feel the need to sort of take me to a psychiatrist and all of that. They were like, you know, I think it's something we can, so something that can be helped with therapy and whatnot. So I was like, okay. I think the closest I had come to essentially being admitted was 2017. Um, because yeah, a lot happened in 2017. 2017 was not a good year. I'm not even gonna lie. And at that point, like there was a lot of like, you know, sort of suicide ideation and whatnot. And that's when I had to be like, and I had just, I had just started a new job. Um, and, and so before that, I mean, I wasn't earning enough to sort of go there on my own. Um, and I didn't feel safe enough to, uh, to go to my parents and say, you know, I'm feeling like this. I mean, in 2015, it was a little bit better because they were like, they understood, okay, it's probably trauma. Students. Like, like, da, 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 yeah. So they were, and they were also encouraging, they were like, you know, speak to someone, find a counselor and whatnot. And, and as much as, you know, we had medical aid and whatnot, which, which is a privilege, I still didn't feel safe enough to use those resources to, to go 
to uh, therapy in 2016 and 2017. And so in 2017, when I got a job, I then decided, you know, out of pocket, I'm just going to have to, because it, it was really bad. I'm just going to have to fund this myself. Like, it doesn't matter if I go broke. And even then, I wasn't earning enough to be able to cough out. At the time, I had to go weekly because it was just that bad. Mm. Um, she needed to sort of evaluate me properly before sort of taking me to a psychiatrist. Um, and so... Yeah, like it's it's been a long road. Like I think the most jarring thing for me when it comes to discovering that I I was depressed, um, not necessarily that I was I had depression disorder, but that I was depressed. Um, because we, we do want to make that distinction as well. The reason why we didn't have an expert here is because we don't want to talk down on people who like us at some point did not have, not have sort yeah, of, who had not been diagnosed. Yeah. yeah. Who had not been diagnosed due to access, due to resources, etc. Because that, those were our struggles as well. I mean, therapy is really expensive guys. I mean, I, I'm like when I'm, I was going weekly, 2015, it was like seven or 800 bucks per session. And like, what the fuck? I, 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 I don't even want to think of how much it is right now at that. Yeah, like I mean, it's around nine, nine, depending on who you go to. Some, some people are like, they understand the target market. So they keep it at like nine, eight. And then some people are just like, where like the psychiatrist, like a psychiatrist I remember back then was like 1.2 in Cape Town. That's, that's wild. Um, but yeah, I think the most jarring thing about my discovery in terms of like, you know, discovering when I, how I, I oh, yeah, when I became depressed was really just an air of familiarity. I remember telling my therapist at some point as well, like, there's nothing new about this feeling, like, mm, at all. Mm. It just so happens that, like, maybe I have, I have less pressure to perform okayness. Um, you know, when you're living in the house and living at home, it's the fall. Yes, 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 yes. But I realized I kind of had, I kind of had those behaviors. I mean, I was very, I've always believed I was reclusive and sure enough, it's my, it's part of my personality, but what part of that was also depression? Like, you know, I, 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 those are kind of things that I I sort of ask myself why I wonder often. Like it's, it's, it's so strange because... I, I like grew up with everyone in my family believing that I was extremely quiet, extremely timid, like don't like people. And yeah. I, I've only come into myself in the last like five or six years where it's been like, no, I'm actually a very social person, enjoy people a lot. Like, and I, I could actually even describe myself as almost being bubbly. <laughs> and yeah. If you were to ask like people who've known me for a long time, they they don't know that person, and it's like that's how much I I was depressed at the time, and that's how much like work has had to go into truly becoming myself, and not like overcoming, but just accepting the certain feelings that I have and the way that my mind works at times, yeah. and learning how to coexist with that in a healthy way so that it doesn't govern yeah. like my personality or 
or the way that I interact with other people, the way that it has in the, in, in the past, because it's like, yeah. as you're saying, for the longest time, you had to like perform this okayness that makes other people feel comfortable to the point where yeah. you just, you take away from who you are or you take away from yeah. dealing with, with, with what you're going through. And I think that it's yeah. very important to have people around you who, who, when you can, when you can create the spaces that you occupy, because a lot of people aren't in a position to do that. But when you can, it's important to have people who, who, who will understand that there are days where you cannot be that person they expect or that person they know yeah. every single other day. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I felt it, it was much easier to just sit in my not okayness when I was in, in, in varsity because yes. I didn't have to anybody. You can um, literally be in your feelings. <laughs> yeah, I can literally be in my feelings without somebody asking me all the time, what's wrong with you? Oh, what's going mm, on with her? Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it really has just been realizing that, that there was just something very familiar about this, just kind of made me question a lot about my personality and I mean, at some point I did go through an identity crisis. I go through those often, but it's, it's definitely getting <laughs> a bit better um, because, you know, yeah, like these things are, 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 the way we frame our thinking around depression is like, and just, not just depression, but also introversion and, and just being a, a, a recluse is, is, is just very like, you know, some, like it's, it seems like it's something you overcome and, yes, you know, yes, there's, yes, there's, yes. there's part of me that doesn't believe, not, not necessarily depression. I mean, depression, you, I, don't, I don't think you overcome it. You, you live with it. You learn to live with it. Coexist uh, in a healthy way. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I think, you know, that I don't know if it's, you know, like those are things I'm grappling with, like, is my personality as a result of, you know, the depression or is it just who I've become and I need to be okay with that? Um, so those are kind of the thoughts that, that, that come into my mind as well, because, you know, the it's way- It's very interesting. Cause when I think yeah. of it, I'm like, I, I, I've had a big significant change in terms of my personality from when I was a child, when I was a teen to who I am now. And, um, it's like, I just feel that the spaces I've, I've, I've come to belong to and the groups that I've come to belong to, and even my, my family over the years has obviously changed significantly, have become much safer for me to truly be who I, who feels yeah. most natural to me. And it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that like, I now have, like I always say to you, I have the smallest personality in my family. Like they still fucking overwhelming. Um, and, and it's, it's like, it's just who I am now and who I present myself as might be very different in five years time, but it will still be what is most comfortable to me in the spaces that I'm in or in the spaces that I feel safest in. And I don't know, I don't think, yeah. I like overcame my introversion or like I, I stopped being shy. Like there's still spaces that I, that I'm in where I'm like, okay, yeah, I can't speak yet. I, I, you know, like it feels most Definitely. natural to be shy in them. And then there's spaces where it just 
feels most natural to be bubbly and chatty in. And I think just looking at like specifically my family and how the dynamic has changed over the years and how we've become like more smaller and more like just immediate family, it just feels so much safer to, to, to be without performance because all these other dynamics have been stripped away. And I think that when you look at other places, like spaces, like maybe work, it's like, it's inevitable that there will be certain triggers because there's so many different people, so many different dynamics that there's no way that the ways we've been conditioned to deal with um, feeling like smaller, not feeling as safe will force you to go back into like an introversion of some sort or whatever. Like, I, yeah, I think it's the personality thing and, and how depression like molds it is very, very interesting because it's like, yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's become a safety thing. Exactly. Yeah, no, it, it's something that I'm like, you know, that I think about often, and you know, most times I, 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 I get to, I get to sort of the conclusion that, that you, you just spoke about, um, especially because I've, you know, I found a sort of group of friends that get it. And also my family gets it now. And we all just kind mm. of, it's, it's become, um, it's the new territories where I'm like, yes, like, okay. it's difficult to navigate <laughs> new territories because, because it's, it becomes easier to fall back on, like, even, it, even though you might know it's not the healthiest version of yourself, it becomes easier to yeah. fall back on it because you know that there's a level of protection that comes with exactly. presenting yourself exactly. in a certain way. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a struggle. It's real. I mean, I'm back in therapy. Um, I, I mean, with the lockdown and everything, um, cause once again, we That's do want to discuss layer. this, mm. the, the, the backdrop of, 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 um, of the lockdown. Like I had told myself before the lockdown, so the lockdown had been announced and I was like, I know. I know. After the 21 days, I'm going to be therapy again. <laughs> well, it wasn't 21 days. It's not like, what, 100? 100 and something, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I mean, even in this situation, I was like, I know this is completely like, nobody planned for this, man. Like, nobody knew. It's unnatural. It's unnatural. unnatural. We cannot so rationalize knew- it. I knew that there was just no ways I was going to be able to, to sort of go about this on my own. And I mean, thankfully, I, I, I'm now able to, I mean, th- thank goodness for, for, for medical. They almost didn't cover me. They were like, oh. um, but thankfully, my, my, my psychologist fought. Um, uh, so, yeah, like I've been, now it's, it's bi-weekly. Um, but before I was going for like for a month, I was going for I was going every week because um, it was it was it was hectic and also just like transitioning as well like mm. transitioning during this time um, while also dealing with depression. I mean, I'd been essentially. Um, I mean, last year I was I was I did kind of I was on medication, um, especially because I was not sleeping. Um, so what was happening is, you know, like you, you're working, then studying, mm. and then sort of off switch. And so what was happening was that because there was no off switch, I wasn't getting enough sleep, which was making me depressed. Um, 
or which triggered, uh, 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 you know, episodes. Um, and so, yeah, like I had been on meds essentially from like last year until sometime this year, maybe March, March, April. Um, I'm off them now because uh, I, I guess I feel fine. Um, but also I had, last year I had gone on these, these, uh, these nerve, so, so they, doctors use um, antidepressants for neuropathic pain as well. So I'd, I'd had that, um, which was caused by stress, which was caused by, you know, like life. Dude, um, IBS and, so, and depression no, and anxiety. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so, so I had neuropathic chest pain and imagine this, that's chest pain for real. <laughs> Um, but, but, um, so those meds made me worse they, in terms of like mental health. Like mm. I was a wreck, like I was, I was a mess. So I had to get off them in March and, you know, obviously things are much better now, but, um, it's, so it's just, it's things like that. And I mean, and then going into a lockdown also, <sighs> guys, it's, it's been a journey and a half. Like what uh, you're talking about is actually wild. Cause I'm, I, I just thought about like the, the, the physical pain that you can sometimes experience and you just brush it off as physical pain and you don't tie it to what's happening mentally. Cause um, yeah. for the longest, longest time I used to belch. Like it started 2013, 2014. I just like, it was so fucking embarrassing. And I went to doctors multiple times and one of the things that we don't discuss is like how dishonest we can be when we go to the doctor or when we go to therapy. So I, I just, <laughs> yeah. I just like be like, I'm burping. I don't know why. And I'm just always burping. And they'd ask me like, okay, they'd ask me things that back then, now I realize spoke to like the symptoms of IBS and all of that. And I just be like, no, I, I just burp. I just burp. And you know, I'd, I don't know if I was conscious of the fact that I was like denying that my gut was speaking to me in that way. And it was only last yeah. year. Um, Cause I, I just, I accepted that. Okay. I've got gut issues and I'll just take a probiotic and pray for the best and avoid certain foods yeah. and all of that. And then last year I, I got diagnosed with IBS, but it was, it was triggered because of like an abusive situation at work. And it was just so abusive that I literally got physically ill and it's, it, it, it triggered my depression and anxiety in another, in an, in another way. And it's so wild that I was actually thinking about it. I got used to the discomfort of like being bloated, um, burping all the time and I was like or like feeling sick after eating certain things and it's just like this is just a part of my life like this is just yeah. who I am and it was only like last year when somebody when the, the the doctor made the link between IBS and what was happening emotionally that I realized that fuck this thing like I've seen people speak about it but it's now happening to me and I'm like this extends beyond just mentally like it can rock your entire body and it's wild that i'm only recovering from that like now like my ibs like i've when i was in high school i was just told no you've got stomach ulcers so avoid certain things da, 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 da. but now like 
the IBS, you it was at its peak for like a good year. And like this last two weeks have been the only time that I've been feeling like, okay. And that is wild yeah. to me. Like even once you've processed everything mentally and you, you've, you've unpacked it for yourself, your body can take so much longer to like recover and get back to operating fully. Definitely. Like it's, it's, it's so wild because then we, we discover the new ways in which in, in, you know, the new ways in which we're depressed or in the new, the, the, the new ways in which depression shows itself every year or every mm. other year or whatever. Literally, when I think about it over the years, literally it's just been one thing or the other. Or yes, one thing or the other. Yes, and so, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really just, and I mean, yeah, like I, I really, yo, this lockdown also really didn't help, man. Like I, like, but not, I think really, yeah, that me, deserves an episode on its own Yeah, because <laughs> there've been so many <laughs> that, realizations that and also this lockdown yeah. coinciding with winter. Yeah, like, yes, we'll definitely talk about the realizations that have come with, 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 you know, sort of this journey of ours. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, just quickly, like the, 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 the easiest one that I discovered was that even though depression wants you to stay inside, you shouldn't <laughs> all mm. the time. Um, so that's, that's, that was probably the biggest game changer for me. It's, it's um, weird because you look at like, like our grandparents and our parents, a lot of them don't have the language, but small things like opening the windows, opening the curtains, yeah. getting some not sun, like not being in bed the yeah. whole day. Those things make such a big difference, but the way that they would communicate them, because yes. they, you know, it was just like, don't fucking shout winter, at me. Like, for, <laughs> yeah, for us in the winter, it's always like, yeah, no, you're like, you know, we're going to sit in the sun, essentially. And it's like, um, I do that now because I know, mm. you know, that um, if I don't, like, you know, it's I'm, gonna I'm shake. not going to feel good. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, they've been used, just the language just wasn't there. And the way that yeah, they no, communicate it is, it could do, yeah. it, could, it, could, it could do with a little bit of fixing, <laughs> minus the frustration. Don't shout at me. Don't come wake me up in my room, flicking the the the, the covers and just violently the opening the curtains. Yes, like, no, yes. No. Um, but yeah, guys, um, we've we've got some really exciting stuff coming up. Um, we we definitely want to continue these chats around sort of seasonal affective disorder. I know a lot of us are are going through winter blues and winter woes um and so yeah let's keep the conversation going um yeah what do you want to say what do you want the people to tell us <laughs> i i'm just like i just I, I it's not even about what i want people to tell us i just i'm praying that people have um safe spaces in their lives and people that they can speak to when they're not feeling okay and um just want people that to know that so it's that. not, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot to verbalize things and to give things words. Um, yeah. But one thing you should always know is that it's not, yes, it's big. Yes, it's eating at you. Yes, you feel like you're drowning or 
it's so heavy, but there are people who will help lend, like lessen your load. Um, yeah. Once there's another person, there's another perspective, it becomes yeah. less heavy. If you don't trust your parents, they are friends. If you don't trust your friends, there are numbers that you can call. Um, yeah. There's always someone who is there and just, yeah. just saying things sometimes helps yeah. you feel lighter. Just hearing another person. Well, there are professionals who talk about Yes, there are professionals. Well. Like, it's so okay to be feeling to like this. Mm, yeah. It's okay to be feeling like this. Like, it's okay. It don't carry any guilt or any shame. Like, we feel yeah. like this. We're people just like you. There are other people in the world who feel like you feel. And there are people who have gotten help for feeling like you feel. So yeah. don't it beat yourself like up. Anymore. It doesn't you know feel like that at like all. At all, dude. Like, I'm like nobody understands me trust me i there. promise you like everything that you're going through somebody has thought of it mm. in some way like i promise you and somebody has thought of how to deal with it so the yeah. information is there yeah. just give yourself a fighting chance to try get access to it like one yeah. one bite at a time like, I, I, this is coming from me i struggle with asking for help like even for my own friends um so <laughs> but i'm telling you that it helps it really really does help um the times when i decided to put my pride aside and whatever else aside and just sort of that fear of being incredibly vulnerable aside like it really saved my life so yes speak. guys we are gonna continue these talks speak um we've got some exciting things coming up over the next couple of months we're very excited um but yeah stay safe guys um wear your masks please hey those things make yeah wear your mask that shit is nasty they need to develop like better they need to make masks i don't know how the fuck they're gonna do it but because the surgical ones i guess that the n95 ones yeah ones you can wear for a long time yeah they need to is it that you can reuse it in N95? Mm, got that mm. oxygen. Yes, oxygen I need to get thing. one of those. Because also, I think those yeah. probably don't fog up your glasses. Because I have yes, that issue yeah. as well. So, like, yeah, I have I to walk, the walk, walk, and then. Yeah, the only problem with N95, especially in the beginning, was that there was a, a shortage. A shortage, I yeah. If that's I hope they're mass producing now. But yeah, yeah bye, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for um, listening.